0: Hey everyone, I hope you're all having a great week. I wanted to do an audio tonight on connecting to Hashem and experiencing true joy through things other than learning Torah and prayer. Uh, As you know, we've done many audios on Torah and prayer, but there are many other incredible ways to connect to Hashem and elevate ourselves. I mean, technically, we can really connect to Hashem through anything if we have the right kavanah and concentration and have enough understanding and wisdom, like we've said in previous audios. But today, I'm zoning into three specific things that if we do with kavanah and with joy, all have incredibly powerful effects on us and our connection to Hashem, as brought down by the most authoritative sages on the subject, like Rabbi Nachman and other Kabbalists. So let's get into it. Number one. Number one. Berachot. Blessings. I heard a beautiful Devere Torah from Rabbi Ezra Shrem from Israel a couple of nights ago on the power behind Berachot. You see, we tend to think that the subject of Berachot is something we learn as children and teach to children, where we simply place the right blessings on the right foods, right? Like shakul on water, Adama on potato, and move on. The reality is though, the greatest sages in history, pondered and analyzed the various Berachot and spent their entire lives trying to enter the proper Kavanot on the Berachot to trigger these spiritual energies and powers behind them. See, on the surface, when we say a blessing over a food, you know, let's say uh, an apple, we're essentially thanking Hashem for the apple, right? For gifting us this crunchy, crispy, delicious, sweet fruit that's a miracle of existence, right? This apple started as a black teeny seed, it rotted in the dirt, And with sun and water turned into a tree, which produced this nutritious fruit that uh, contains this delicious sweet juice protected in like a non-porous but easily digestible skin that we enjoy and that gives life to our bodies. Miracle. So we say thank you. Thank you, Hashem, for being able to eat this fruit. On a deeper level, however, the Berachot actually do much more. See, the Berachot tie us to Hashem in the moment and elevate and make holy both ourselves and that which we are blessing. When we say Baruch Hashem, we're not blessing Hashem, the way it may seem. Bless you Hashem. Hashem needs a blessing? Of course not. What we're actually saying is blessed are you Hashem, meaning Hashem, you are blessing. And we are actually connecting ourselves to this source of blessing, Hashem, who is the ultimate source of blessing, and infuse both ourselves and that which we're blessing with the Holy Spirit of Hashem. So when we say Baruch Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Boreh and eat an apple, essentially what we did was we connected ourselves to Hashem, brought the blessing down from Hashem, who is the source of all blessing, and infused that holiness into ourselves and the fruit, so that as we eat the fruit, the holy sparks within the fruit rejuvenate us in our bodies and bring us closer to Hashem. Now this may sound unbelievable to hear or like fantasy, but You know, when I say holy sparks, but this is a Kabbalistic concept and it's true. Blessings are a way to connect to the energy of Hashem and bring down blessing and release the holy sparks found in things. That's why the Mefarshim say that even though Hashem created trees and grass and all the other herbage on their respective days, right, during the first few days of, of creation... You know, the Mepharshim say nothing actually happened. Nothing grew until man was created because man had to pray for rain in order for everything to grow. Hashem wanted man's prayer. Hashem wanted Adam to pray for the rain so that rain would then come down, right? The blessing would then come from heaven if the man connected to Hashem, the source of all blessing, through prayer. Now, again, you might ask, why does Hashem want this? Meaning, why does Hashem need man's prayers? Hashem just couldn't make the rain fall or the stuff grow? Like, why does man have to pray for rain for the plants to grow, you know. We also learned that Avraham and Sarah and Yitzchak and Rivka, and Yaakov and Leah struggled to have children, or Yaakov and Rachel struggled to have children, so that they would pray to Hashem. Meaning, Hashem wanted their prayers, so He withheld their children. Why does Hashem need to do that? We just said also, like I said, that making a blessing over fruit connects us to Hashem, the source of blessing, and brings down holiness that gets infused into us and the fruit and holy sparks. Why can't Hashem just make it that the blessing's there, the holiness is just there, and we just eat and the sparks come out and we call it a day. So Rabbi Ezra explained, because that's not what creation's about, meaning Hashem just does everything and we just live. No, Hashem made the world and human beings so that human beings would be his partner in creating the world. Hashem created human beings to connect with him and be a partner in his creation. So Hashem created the potential for growth, but man had to pray for rain to complete the creation. Hashem created the potential for childbirth and continuity of the human race, but man had to pray to conceive. Hashem created fruit, and the power behind what the fruit can do for us, but we have to bless the fruit to derive the spiritual benefits and the sparks that lie within it. You see, Hashem wants us to be His partners in this world. And one of the ways we are partners with Hashem is through praying, and by extension, blessing. You want your children to live long, healthy, holy lives? Bless them. Pray for them. You want your food to be healthy for your mind, body, and soul? Bless the food. That's why David Amelach, by the way, created an edict that everyone must say a hundred berachot a day. Because David HaMelech knew that if people did a hundred berachot a day, all day they're connected to Hashem. All day they're bringing down blessing. <laughs> they're bringing down holiness to the world. and bringing down good things to the planet. So, so this is powerful. The next time we're going to say a beracha, let's have this kavanah. Let's remember we're bringing down blessing and holiness and spiritual power, both into us and what we're doing and what, and what we're blessing. And it all enters us. And as the Kabbalah says, when we bless our food, and it's kosher of course, we receive all the spiritual sparks hidden in the food. It goes into our souls and our body gets filled with light, with holiness, with purity, with strength, with power, and naturally we have more spiritual clarity and perception and understanding and we understand Hashem more, we understand God more. And this connects us, not only to ourselves and everything around us, but to Hashem directly. So let's start saying berachot with joy and excitement. So that's number one, blessing. Blessings connect us to Hashem. Number two, mitzvot. Okay, when we think of Mitzvot, we may think of uh, you know six hundred and thirteen laws or six hundred thirteen rules that have thousands of nuanced halachot behind them, and you know many we might love and we might keep, many maybe we aspire to keep, many we feel maybe are strict or difficult, some we might feel are impossible to keep, and many we don't understand, or God forbid, might not even agree with it. I'm saying God forbid, because how can we say that? But, you know, we're human. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but, you know, many people even say it's not our way, it's not our custom. You know, a lot of mitzvot have been debated or interpreted differently over thousands of years. Nonetheless, nonetheless, the point is, there are 613 plus mitzvot, right? If we're talking halachot and the issuances from the rabbis, etc. But there is one thing we know for sure. Every mitzvah. Every halakha, every detail that Hashem has in his Torah that he imparted to us is for our benefit. Each mitzvah has deeply mysterious, profound, and incredibly powerful energies behind them that not only influence us physically and emotionally or mentally, but spiritually. And happy is the person who can learn some of these secrets and have those kavanot while doing the mitzvot and benefit from the pure joy and deep impact that they have on us. So we know some of the classics, right? Just some examples, like we learn that honoring our parents give us long life, right? The Shulchan Aruch says, doing netilat yadayim in the morning gets rid of anxiety. So there's a few that we're aware of, you know, Shabbat, we all know how Shabbat benefits us. But, but obviously they're expansive and they go way deeper. And the sages say that the ultimate reward from mitzvot is the joy that comes from doing the mitzvah itself, which is epic. And then of course there's the whole subject of olam haba and the reward one receives from mitzvot in the next life. And there's Kabbalistic concepts of tikkunim, right? Where the mitzvah actually rectifies something spiritual through the act. Nonetheless, this is the whole subject for another time. But there is a point to be made. And the point is this. When we do mitzvot, we are doing something beyond just receiving reward for ourselves. We're connecting to Hashem and His spiritual powers. Because when we do mitzvot, we're essentially becoming Hashem in a way. We've become an extension of Hashem, like a shaliach was contributing to the world Hashem created by fulfilling His will through doing the mitzvot and through following Hashem's direction. Right when Hashem tells us to, to, to you know, visit the sick help the elderly, uh, or or love our friend as we love ourselves. It's because Hashem Himself does all those things. Hashem Himself is all loving, all caring, all merciful, and all giving, and Hashem wants us to contribute those same qualities to this world, and impact the physical and spiritual realms as such. So it's very similar to what we said about blessing, Hashem wants us to be His partner. Because by doing the mitzvot, we act like Hashem, the midot that Hashem has, and we're contributing goodness to the world. Hashem wants us to continue his creation by becoming like him through doing the mitzvot and bring more goodness. When Hashem asks us to eat matzah, sit in the sukkah, light the shabbat candles, wear tzitzit, Hashem wants us to continue to trigger spiritual energies that bring more love and order and gratitude and refinement and emunah to the world and help him in his mission to bring people closer to him and the Torah and their best selves. Now, again, we could think of many mitzvot where it's clear and obvious, right? And many mitzvot we might not understand, right? Like what does wearing linen and wool have anything to do with becoming like Hashem and connecting to Hashem and helping Hashem with creation? Listen, we don't know, but it doesn't matter. Because just because we don't understand something doesn't mean there's nothing there and that we shouldn't believe, right? Not understanding something doesn't take the reality away from that thing or the truth from that thing. And by the way, we talk about this with Emuna all the time, right? Rabbi Arush says, if I show you a water bottle, and you tell yourself or even convince yourself that it's not a water bottle, no matter how much you believe it's not a water bottle, it doesn't change that it is indeed a water bottle. It doesn't take away from the truth that it is in fact a water bottle. You're just ignorant. So same thing here. We have to realize that yes, there are a lot of awesome, it's what we understand and benefit from, the physical, mental, and even spiritual benefits and how it connects us to Hashem and makes us like Hashem and makes the world a better place. But for the ones we might not understand, those are equally as beneficial. Emulating of Hashem and it makes the world a better place. So we just need to emunan kavanav this and do the mitzvot accordingly to benefit from these truths. So now, what's the takeaway? Anytime we do a mitzvah, think you are becoming like Hashem. You are connecting to Hashem. You are linking yourself to Hashem. The sages of esoteric uh, study say that when we do a mitzvah, a spiritual light is sparked within us. Literally, the more mitzvah we do, the more lights light up inside us and fuel us with energy like electrodes in an engine. And the mitzvot stay with us forever. Once the mitzvah is finished, it's forever stored within you. The light and energy and fuel of the mitzvot, the strength from the mitzvah you did, stay with you forever. And the more you do, the more you charge charged up. The more, the, more, the more we're charged up spiritually, it's like a direct plug from our Neshama to Hashem. So let's have this Kavanah the next time we're doing mitzvot. When you're building a sukkah, visualize you're connecting to Hashem and lighting up sparks inside of you. When you visit your grandmother, visualize you're connecting to Hashem and lighting up sparks inside of you. When you put tefillin, when you give tzedakah, when you light Shabbat candles, when you do anything, any of the mitzvot, Visualize that you're connecting to Hashem And lighting up sparks inside of you Get charged up You're connecting to Hashem by becoming His partner And fulfilling His will by being like Him Beautiful, so that's number two, mitzvot Last but not least Holidays and Shabbat Okay, Rabbi Nachman says that Shabbat and the holidays Have incredibly magical and spiritual powers When experienced and done with kavanah and happiness And joy is a key ingredient here And Rabbi Nachman says, taking on the holidays and Shabbatot in a joyous energy literally heals a person. He literally writes, it heals and purifies a person, cleanses a person, and makes the person more holy and elevated in mind and spirit. And what this means is through the holidays and Shabbat and going through them with joy, we can reach elevated levels of wisdom and knowledge and connect to Hashem on a very deep level. In fact, Rabbi Nachman says that even the food we eat and the drinks we drink are completely spiritual on Shabbat. The food directly goes to our souls. It feeds our souls and it increases the holiness in our bodies. All we have to do is eat and drink in joy in honor of the Shabbat and in honor of the holidays. And that's every detail of the holidays. The nice clothing we wear, the prep we do to our bodies and minds. It brings goodness into our spirit. And each of the holidays actually have different spiritual energies that pour into the whole year when you keep them. And by the way, each holiday has energies and strength behind them, and we should learn them so we have the Kavanot when we're going through the holidays. Like, I'll give you an example. So holiday prayers are specifically written and and sung a certain way as tikkunim, right, as rectifications, even the things we do. For example, when we read the Haggadah out loud on Pesach, Right? Rabbi Nachman writes that a person it brings the person da'at, perception and understanding and knowledge of Hashem. Why? Because the lack of da'at is what leads to exile, such as the one in Egypt. So since Pesach is connected to the exodus from Egypt, since Pesach is linked to us being redeemed from exile, when we celebrate this period and we read the Haggadah aloud, it actually brings us da'at, which is the greatest redeemer from exile. Amazing. Deep perception enters us, isn't that amazing? Another example is the 49 days of counting the Omer. The 49 days of counting the Omer represents the 49 gates of repentance of Teshubah and the 50th gate is Shavuot itself when we receive the Torah. And this is a great time for us to do Teshubah in general and purify ourselves and prepare ourselves to re in Hashem's holy Torah and mitzvot because that's when divine wisdom illuminates and radiates according to the Kabbalah. And one last example which we all know is Elul. right? We know Elul is great for repentance. It's right before Rosh Hashanah uh, Kippur. It's a, it's a period of divine favor. Um, and this is the time that Moshe went up to receive the second tablet that Hashem uh, gave us and, and Hashem forgave us during this time. So these are all great examples. But... Again, it's about the joy and kavana of the routines and the Shabbat and the holiday, and 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 if we do it properly, it's like going through a spiritual mikveh and connecting to Hashem. And I'll give you an example: Shabbat. Shabbat, you get home from work a little early. You you, you end your week's work a little bit early. Maybe you shut down the technology, you power down a little early. You set up the the candles. You set up the table. You set up the apartment or the house to be neat and nice and tidy. You know, you lay out your gorgeous clothing, your beautiful, fine clothing for the for the for the shul. Then you take a hot, hot shower. Right, the kabbalists say that you should take a hot shower; it burns away your yeterarah from the week. If if for those of us who are very lucky, maybe we go to the mikveh before Shabbat. We dip, we do some kavanot, we cleanse and purify. After the shower, we get dressed. We feel good. We spray some cologne. We smell good. We look good. We gel our hair. We feel nice. We put on. Uh, our favorite uh, you know, outfit, we walk to shul with our friends, we're talking Torah, we're talking nice things, we're in shul singing the songs, thanking Hashem for the week we had, forcing smiles out, even if you had a rough week, forcing smiles, laughing, looking up at the ceiling in shul, looking out the window, thank you Hashem, you're laughing, you're smiling, you're singing in your mind, singing in shul, you talk to the rabbi, maybe you get a blessing from the rabbi, Then you leave Shul, you walk home, you're with your family, with your community, you get home, gorgeous meal, the whole whole, uh, room smells, the whole house smells delicious food, warm, hot, home-cooked food, you drink warm soup, right, or or not even, we didn't even get there, you're singing Shalom Aleichem, you're with the children, you bless the children, you say hamotzi, this hot, fluffy, crispy, delicious, warm bread, you eat it, dip it in your hot soup, you have delicious chicken and roast and rice, I mean, you understand why the physicality becomes spiritual, because, we're describing food, which generally you would say is superficial, it's physical, but because it's Lichbod Shabbat and it's in the Kavanaf Shabbat, how spiritual does it feel? How soothing to your mind, body, and soul is what, is what I'm describing to you? The hot food comes out, you're eating it, you're drinking delicious wine, it warms your body, relaxes your mind, lifts up your heart, you're telling stories to the family, you're laughing, catching up, it's magnificent. And this is just Shabbat we're only, and it's only a few hours into Shabbat. I could go on, the audio will go 50 minutes, we could talk about the next day, going to shul, carrying the Torah, singing to the Torah, dancing with it. It's endless, and I didn't even go through the holidays. Sukkot, how fun is Sukkot? Decorating the sukkah, barring the Lulav and the you're in the Sukkot, you're eating, you're talking, Pesach, Matzah, you hide it, you find it. The Rosh Hashanah, the Shofar, blasting, blaring in your ears, giving you goosebumps down your spine, chills all over your body, you, you, you wanna repent, you wanna be better, Shavuot, when we got to Torah, you up all night, your mind's elevated. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I'm trying to create the picture for you guys, like where where, where this is a way to connect to Hashem. And Rabbi Nachman writes that whatever we achieve over the holidays lasts with, lasts with us the whole year. And all the Mitzvot we do the whole year, their joy comes out on the holidays. So it's a cycle. So this is another way to connect to Hashem. And I, as much as I'm yearning, And I'm feeling the passion and I want to keep giving examples of holidays and Shabbatot because It's such a, it's such a subject, so passionate. So I'm so passionate about it. And I'm going to do a separate audio, I think, on Shabbat and holidays in general. But the point is that it's a great way to connect to Hashem. So I'm going to conclude here because it's a long audio. Three ways to connect to Hashem with joy and kavana and be a partner in Hashem's creation. Number one, berachot, blessings. Number two, mitzvot. And number three, the Shabbatot and the holidays. I hope this was a nice audio. I hope it can help us bring more meaning into our lives on the daily since we do berachot mitzvot and we have Shabbat Torah at least weekly. The rest we do daily. Um, And I hope we could connect to Hashem and elevate ourselves uh, always. Uh, Love you guys. And uh, I look forward to uh, the next audio. Bye.